Welcome to Verdant North. We've got a special episode today. Um, Dan and I are interviewing Amanda Thompson, author and garden designer. She's got a book called Kiss My Aster that's out, and it's a cool choose-your-own-adventure illustrated uh, garden book for people who are kind of new to figuring out what they want to do with their yard. Um, I follow her on Facebook in a couple of different groups, and I've been a fan for a while. She's got a nice, sassy, irreverent style that I totally jive with. (laughs) Absolutely. So, So, Amanda, welcome to Verdant North. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. We wanted to just kind of pick your brain around a few different topics. So do you want to start with a brain to spare? So if you could just (laughs) lightly tease it, but leave it where lightly tease, gently massage like a like getting your hair shampooed, tapping or something. (laughs) Uh, I have some uh, kind of I I would consider a lame question, but I want to ask anyway. (laughs) Do you have like a favorite tree? What a lame question. <laughs> He's such a tree nerd. So I've been I've worked in landscaping for like 20 years and it was always like me and a bunch of dudes. And I would mm. always ask them like what their favorite plant was because I'm a, I'm a, a perennials. I'm, I'm no lie. I'm like a perennials thing. And I don't know if it is a gender thing where it kind of gets split down the middle, like dudes are into trees and ladies mm. are into perennials. I don't want that. I don't want that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I remember this, we had a new hire and I had to ride with him in my truck all day, which is like the worst thing ever. Okay. Mm. You're a woman. Was he awkward? In a truck and you get to ride around with the new guy all day. (laughs) One guy like didn't stop rearranging his crotch for eight hours. Wow. (laughs) Was it like a really hot day? (laughs) I was going to say, was it a sticky hot day? It wasn't. It was just so awkward. Then and then I was like, hey, do you like Starbucks? I'm going to drive through Starbucks. And I got him a co- I bought him a coffee and we were standing in front of a customer's house and he would he sipped the coffee, swished it around his mouth and then spat it on the sidewalk. Re- like kept doing it for 12 ounces, dude. What that the hell? Is so weird. Anyways, I asked him what his favorite kind of tree was. And he said viburnum. And I had like a hissy fit. I had like a screaming tantrum. I'm like, you can't say viburnum. Like what kind of I like? It's like saying I like to wear pants. This guy didn't even like to really wear pants. Apparently. Uh, it was just the most generic answer. And, it, and I just really, oh, man, I got mad. <laughs> Quit sucking at life, dude. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I like bald cypress. Bald, bald cypress. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dan's that's like. A, that's a good choice. I went to school in um, Louisiana, so I'm familiar I with the bald gonna cypress. You're going to say I went to school with the bald cypress. <laughs> <laughs> a few, actually. <laughs> I'm related to several bald cypresses. Yeah. We used to party. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's taking some good notes. Yeah, I'm taking notes. Is that Taxodium disticum? Do you happen to yes, know? Yes, it is. Okay, and cool. uh, I, I feel, and someone wanted to fight me on this, and I was like, do you want to go in the parking lot? I feel like uh, I've sold trees for years, right? And people mm-hmm. are always like, what's the least messiest? And I'm like, I've thought a lot about this. <laughs> I, I am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I have anxiety. All these things, like not to a, 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 a degree where it derails me, but that it makes me pretty good at what I do because I'm like obsessed about your yard. Right. I'm obsessed with your yard <laughs> i have thought about this so long and hard why a, t- a taxodium is the best is because needle drop is like minimal right you get these like tiny little feathers that fall on your lawn mm-hmm. mm, nice 
pretty so, tidy. So it doesn't right? kill huge spots in your lawn when you're yeah, too lazy yeah. to rake them up. Right. But every time someone would come in and ask for like the tidiest tree, they'd always walk out with a like a big old stupid crab apple. So it didn't really matter. Anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> My parents Dude. love crab apples, but they usually I mean, they've killed you a love few. Us. But... We just can't get enough of them. <laughs> well, they get the ones that make like tiny little bitty crab apples. Oh. And that like stick on the tree. They're kind of like birdberry size. I wish I had a specific this name. This is just for you. like an ornamental. It's well, like yeah, it's just ornamental. ornamental. Yeah, they like yeah, the blooms. More than one kind that has no fruit. Nice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which I would recommend. And they were like, "Well, what's the point then?" I'm like, "I don't know. You came in here asking for a tree that didn't make a mess, <laughs> and you're walking out of here with a with a like a, a still of of wasp liquor. <laughs> wasp liquor. Uh, that's I would buy that. I mean, like, I feel like that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> an apple are my an favorite. challenge. <laughs> they work really hard. They deserve it. <laughs> my husband is, like, super terrified of wasps in our yard. We were hanging out in the backyard picking black raspberries, and he's like, oh, I can't go over there. There's the alpha wasp over there. I can't al- alpha that wasp. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's, a, weird. that's a little ridiculous. I kind of see it as like a challenge. Like I know like, okay, the bee's not going to sting me, but if it does, then I can like prove it to myself that I can like withstand a bee sting. How do you, you know ID like alpha wasp? Oh, he was, <laughs> that's a good question. My husband is not a uh, botanically inclined and he was being silly. So, you know, he was just yeah, right. trying that to like, sense. he's not an entomologist. No, my no point is that I, I have tattoos. A bee sting is going to be, it's going to be okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's right. a good point. Like, you've, you've had you're worse. allergic to them. I've given birth to a child. <laughs> <laughs> you can withstand quite a bit. Quite a yeah. bit. Uh, <laughs> do you have another question on your list, Dan, after the uh, I've got treat? a couple of stupid ones. Is it a better question? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I was... You can here, level up from there. Here's like a general one. So I was walking... Um, uh, walking around the other day and saw a start. What's that? <laughs> so this isn't a very good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw a catalpa tree and it was like really big and it like just yeah. like the habit of it was like really striking and the leaves are huge and it has these giant like bean things on it. And I was just like it just like blew my mind just like seeing this giant catalpa tree where I wasn't expecting. Um, but do you? I guess when's the last time you had that kind of a moment, if ever? That you were uh, just like struck kind of by like, something. I just went out and picked beans right before this phone call, and I just like was rapturous in the bean patch. <laughs> nice. Awesome. What what kind of beans are you growing? What kind of the better question is what kinds of beans am I not growing? Because <laughs> all the beans. <laughs> yeah. What happens is that I'm a, a Girl Scout troop leader for really little girls. They're daisies. I was and, a, I, for um, two years. I was a daisy troop leader. Yay! Uh. I just I just quit. <laughs> and we did some we did some planting in the spring, mm. and um, all the beans that they they screwed up. Like that. Like I cleaned up the table, and I can't throw the the beans away. Right. I scooped them into a bag and then I just sewed a row of the asunder beans. Like what kind of, I mean, (laughs) all the beans. beans. Surprise beans. Surprise beans. Yeah. Um, And then I also had these magic beans that I got from, um, uh, why can I not think of the bean place right now? Like the, the, the big seed place that everyone likes so much. And I can't think of the big, not Baker Creek. Is it Baker Creek? The the one with the culty people. 
Right. They're yes. Pioneers. We were just talking to somebody about that yeah. one. They dress like pioneers. And <laughs> I think <laughs> that there's some kind of a secret kinky thing going on there. But we won't. <laughs> we'll but leave the them seeds, mystery. The seeds, you can't beat them. Right. They refer to their children as Sasha and Malia. I don't know if you knew that. Oh. Uh, I did not know that. That's is it, interesting. Isn't is that Obama's dark yeah. level Kids weird right there? Yeah, that's um, Anyways, strange. I bought these, like, it was like $6 for three magic beans, and I planted those, and those are really cool. Oh, they wow. Haven't really, I haven't gotten any actual beans out of it, but they're reaching, it's already in the sky, and... I sometimes hear a golden goose. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they are like big and blue, so I'm expecting something oh, to happen. Yeah, that's not. I kind of want pictures. I feel like I'm going to have to go back onto Baker Creek. I was looking for. No. We did a, an interview with a guy who does a podcast out of South California. His name is Kevin Espiritu. His podcast is Epic Gardening, and he was telling us Baker Creek sells um, lettuce leaf basil because he does a bunch of hydroponic style stuff. Oh, and I had forgotten about that. Lettuce, lettuce basil isn't that. I mean, I wouldn't say it's not that uncommon. It was really popular. Uh, it has been really popular as for wraps, as wraps have gotten popular. Yeah, but I think nice. it's not, it's like a good, in theory, it's a little bit harder in practice. Hmm. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I feel like I things. If it was, it, it's too good to be true. And the reason you don't see it at like TGI Fridays on the app menu <laughs> is right. because it just doesn't really work. Mm. Okay. Like, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, there goes that dream. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining making lettuce wraps with that. Right. Oh, no, I would well, say stick with lettuce. <laughs> it got so hot, all my lettuce bolted and tastes terrible now. Yeah, so mine yeah. did that too. I got to plant some Crenshaw melons that Dan's very excited about. Yeah, I just found out about Crenshaw melons a couple can, months ago. Can you still get a Crenshaw melon this, this time of year? Uh, you can. They're super overripe, though. <laughs> that's, what, oh. that's what my last one was anyway. Mm. But uh, yeah. Well, all right. Can we? Are you done with your yeah, yeah, set of questions? Let's, let's let's go. Okay. Ah, my email. All right, here it is. So I'm just gonna stop. Start from the top of the questions I ever sent to you. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about how you became a garden nerd, and then how that transitioned into you being a garden professional and author? How long do we have? Um, how, how, <laughs> how long do you have? Maybe, you know, if you just want to share a highlight or, you know. Um, my mother was a, no. Uh, <laughs> my, parents, my parents were like, uh, before there were yuppies, mm -hmm. um, they bought this house with a big old yard in the Chicago suburbs. And they were really obsessed with Crockett's Victory Garden, which is a show that was on in the late 70s. Is it was it ever the Victory Garden like on PBS? Well, oh, yeah, let me get there. It, it used to be called Crockett's Victory Garden. He started it, and it was his thing. And mm -hmm. his name was James Underhill Crockett, mm -hmm. and he's a big deal to me. And I'm going to try not to cry when I talk about him because he's like that cool to me. Okay. And it was his show, and he was like this super earthy guy. And um, because it, it did end up being the Victory Garden after he died, <laughs> like he died three years into the show. Oh, got it. Like some kind of a really aggressive, mean old cancer. Oh. And um, so the show Victory Garden is tied into um, this old house and they all had that like that really great Boston accent. Oh, and yeah. It was just he was like earthy and friendly, but I don't know how to explain it. It was just like this really great show and everything would stop in my house and we would watch this show. And I, I was, you know, a... a an infant when it was on. So I'm not really sure how I have memories of it. It must have played in repeats afterwards. Right. 
So everything Crockett did, my parents did. If he grew this kind of corn, that's the kind of corn my parents had. They, the, he put in a greenhouse, they put in a greenhouse, like everything. So we had a huge garden growing up, not much landscaping, but lots of vegetable growing, growing up. Okay. My mom canned. And if you ever met my mom, that you'd be on the floor laughing. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's two puzzle pieces that don't fit. <laughs> and she would make pickles and applesauce and pickle. And she would uh, put plums in. Uh, like they would look like, um, you know, organs kind of floating around. In <laughs> and she'd make jardinier, which is a uniquely Chicago thing, I think. Um, and, uh, it was really cool to have like this cabinet where we would get all the, the canned goods out of it's a really an idyllic childhood. And then I grew up just kind of thinking everyone did that. Like that was how, you know, when you're a kid, you just don't really realize just don't what really makes know. your family. Yeah. You don't know how different it can be. Yeah. You just don't know. But I can remember in high school, someone being like, Hey, you're good at growing stuff. Why don't you take the greenhouse classes? And I was like, that's just for stoners. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't do that. And um, and then I moved out on my own eventually. And I always had like the prettiest patio. And it, I uh, worked at this place in the early 90s that was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was called Starbucks. Bah. <laughs> but I was there like pre-Frappuccino, like when you had to know someone to like just get a coffee. Like it was like a really big deal in okay. Chicago, especially. And um, I left Chicago. I left Starbucks because like Frappuccino came, and I was like that. That was kind of that. I was a coffee badass, and I was like this fluff. I don't think so. I don't even want to ask you about pumpkin spice lattes. Values. <laughs> and um, and I went and worked at a garden center. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I went and worked at a garden center for five years and then I went to another garden center for two years. And then I went to uh, indoor plant rental, which was we shouldn't even talk about those years. Whoa. And then there I, I went didn't know people did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like I was a like a route manager for for half of Chicago. Whoa. And it was bizarre because it brought me some places that I just did not belong um, because all the places needs a fern, you know, Hmm. Right. Mm. It just I mean, it was very weird. And from there, I went into being a horticulturist. And from there, I went into being a designer and then a um, like a project manager, a maintenance manager. And uh, so I've done it all. Yes. Tried it all. Everything. Every single dang thing. And then when I right after I got married, I started writing a blog. Mm-hmm. I didn't write a blog before I got married because my uh, last name was Crouch, and I thought that no one would ever read anything with that last name. So I looked for this guy that I could marry that had like a very, just a normal last name, and I found one. <laughs> and he was into it, and then I started the blog. Okay. What was the original blog called? Kiss My Aster. Because <laughs> that's your husband and your new last name is Kiss My Aster. No, my my new last name is Thompson. Oh, I know. I'm teasing. Thompson, but. <laughs> Kiss My Aster. Yeah. So I wrote the blog for a couple of years and I didn't think that anyone would ever read it. Like that wasn't the point. Yeah, um, true. And as many, you know, funny things work out. And then Horticulture Magazine wrote me and asked me to enter a contest, like who would be their next blogger. And I was like, why are you writing me to ask me to join the contest? And then I won the contest. And nice. I was like, didn't think about, didn't think about that too much because I'm from Chicago. Okay. <laughs> That's how things work here. People ask you, yeah, people ask you to join the contest, and then you just win the contest. That's how it is here. Yeah, the opportunity finds you. Go to you. Chicago. It's magical. Right. It's very Chicago. 
Yeah. And then I left the horticulture and worked at fine gardening for a while. And then I was like, that's it. I'm out of here, old people. And um, now I wrote this book. Um, I wrote it when I was pregnant. So it's pretty old now, but I think it's still ahead of its time. It's very weird book. You've seen it? Yeah, I have it. I own it. Yeah, it's a pretty weird book. It's Um, cool. I still love it. It's still my other baby. I have two babies, Hazelnut and uh, that book. It's much meaner and more judgy than I am now. Like I grew out of that, but they also (laughs) wanted it to be punchy. So, yeah, Um, but I love that book. I think it's hilarious still. Like I'm still like, who wrote this? Oh, me? What a genius. (laughs) I I love it because. It's it's not often you find a garden content that has a sense of humor and right. and it gives it to you straight. And short. Yeah. And it, I mean, I love how it's in this choose your own adventure. Turn to this page if you want this. Like it's not you don't read it from cover to cover. But I did because it's so pretty and colorful aesthetically in my style. And, you know, you're looking for all the jokes then. It's like. Right. Yeah, it was. It's crazy. That was a team of artists. It was an artist collective in South Africa that they found to do that. So it's not like wow. I ever met guys. And they knew nothing about gardening other than what they read from the book. And they just illustrated it. Wow. Did you send them pictures or anything? Like I had to send them pictures of the plants. Yes. And everything else, they really just kind of went, they just went nuts. And it was great. And like the first draft, like the first time I saw the, the drawings, I was like, oh my God, how did you guys do all this? And they're like, we just read your book and this is what we got. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. That's awesome. That's so One cool. Thing, I had two things I had to have them change. They kept drawing my family in the book or me and Hazel in the book, but they kept making her a boy. Like they just kept doing it. They kept, I was like, that's okay. She does wear overalls, but she also has like, you know, a, a head full of like crazy golden curls. Can you do something about there? Like, yeah. Uh. And then um, there's one page with like a hippie guy in a tie dye shirt standing next to a compost pile. And the original, he's missing an arm and there's blood everywhere. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> compost accident phil over here well i was like i don't know how this got past the publishers but and i love it and i'm like dudes i don't don't get me wrong this is this is my style i'm really in but i would like to sell more than one book why is there blood everywhere though <laughs> so could you add a second arm and delete the blood please <laughs> Bloody gardening. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens sometimes. I mean, not a whole arm's worth for me personally, but I mean, if I lost an arm in a accident, I would say compost it. Like if it was, I mean, if it was really done for, like there's no chance of reattaching that sucker. I would say back to the earth with you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Makes me want to yeah. do a science experiment. Get yeah, get away from me, Dan. <laughs> We have a lot of coyotes in this neighborhood. That's the only thing I really worry oh. about. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. hate to see a coyote running down the street here with my arm in its mouth. But. Bring that back, you damn coyote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I love your book. I think it's fun. You were you were talking about how you were writing another book that is more uh, your yeah, point. Yeah, you know, you know? Uh, the first book, my publishers were like, what do you want to write? And I was like, this really dingy book of landscaping that 
that's like, hey, here's the rules, except there's no rules. Right. And um, this book, they asked me to write based on basically I love the editor that I work with and she she has an eye on like my social media and she's like you and your kid have so dang much fun together and how about writing a book about that and I was like all right um and you know I I am still like I haven't seen how it's looking at I'm waiting for samples they should be in any day now Mm -hmm. right now I've turned the book in over a year ago we did the photo shoots almost a year ago so I just don't like I'm just feeling very detached from it right now but Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be awesome my publishers are kick ass so they don't do like they're they just don't do crappy work so I know it'll be great but right now I'm like "Eh." been a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, your portion of the writing work and stuff is all done. So, all right. Well, that's something to look forward to, you know, coming up. Yeah. 2019. Nice. Well, hopefully 2019 is better than 2018 and 2017. No crap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Um, so I love your irreverent and fun aesthetic. So I know you've done a bunch of planters and I obviously you've done a bunch of landscaping and stuff too. Can you talk about a couple of projects that were your favorite for expressing your uh, eclectic style? You know, like everything I work on is my favorite and it just, it's, yeah, it's rough because now I'm like, I don't want to be lugging soil or digging holes for anyone anymore. So I, I mostly concentrate all my energy on going to someone's house and kind of giving this like you know what things aren't as bad here as they seem and here's what you could do and you could turn this into this and um so I do less of that kind of like going to someone's house and doing a makeover than I wish I I wish I had like the um, um I wish I had an invisible plane a golden lasso and all the money in the world to go and just do like makeovers in people's yards nice. but I don't um, let's see. This spring, I did a bunch of um, the string gardens, the Kokodama. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. I did. I did over a hundred <clears throat> tiny little like um, like one inch succulent pots. Like I wrapped more than a hundred of those, and then pinned them to a window. Um, I pinned. They were on long wire, clear wire, and, and I pinned them to a window overlooking Lake Michigan. It was just really Whoa. a cool project. That awesome. And, Did you get a picture um, from inside it, the window? They were on the inside of the window, on like the eighth floor, and you it could just it was them against the lake. It was so awesome. And you know, like you just every once in a while you do this project that can't be photographed. Okay. Mm. It, you just couldn't. It couldn't be photographed. It wasn't. It just because the the light behind them. And, and the fact that it was Lake Michigan, it just all got lost in translation. Like you could see these cool hundred dangling little balls of succulents or you could see that there was a lake there. You couldn't really see either. And it's just one of these projects that's going to get lost in history because, I mean, like my history, not like actual capital H history. Right, right, right. There was no way to there was just no way to to do it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's a local store that needed pots, but they had to be mega, mega narrow. Okay. Um, and they couldn't find anything, so they had to be big pots that couldn't get knocked over on a street. It's next to a bar, and it's like not a nice bar, like an old man bar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, like a like you know Moe's. So got it. Um, <laughs> so I made these really great pots out of ductwork. 
Oh, okay. Cool. So they're like, they're what, three or four feet tall. I poured cement in the bottom, made sure they had drainage and then filled them with sand and pebbles so that they were really heavy mm-hmm. and then planted those up. And, um, I love that project. And that's another one that's been hard to, it's sometimes it's really hard to, um, photograph pots when they're super tall. Yeah. Um, they just don't really, I, I'm a lousy photographer too. It doesn't really help me much, but, um, I don't know, I'm always turning stuff into something else. I'm, uh, my big plan right now is finding some, um, some wreaths to make Mickey mouse, uh, ear wreaths out of with succulents. And I can't seem to find the right, I'm like being very weird about wreath forms. Um, I do weird themes at my front door every year and I'm always really proud of those. I did earlier this year, I did a Harry Potter theme, um, front door, which included, um, light up Ikea, um, like purple orbs that I, I glued, uh, foliage to and made them some kind of rotating radishes or something. I don't really remember what they were. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Mannequin out there dressed like, um, professor McGonagall. And I had made all these different potions and I had giant ceramic slugs out there and, it was really, I loved that. And during the summer, this summer and last summer, I did a Polynesian theme, um, but not just actually like Polynesian, but based on the Polynesian resort at Disney World, which oh, is much more, okay. much more specific. So um, <laughs> I'm using like plants from there. And I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of gets a little bit weird. <laughs> well, I like that you have this, I'm going to do something really creative and expressive attitude and you're not afraid to stick a toilet in a yard and plant it up or to use a mannequin no, not yeah you no, know i well man, i might be afraid of that no of the mannequins I, or the toilets i celebrate <laughs> it for sure um i haven't actually i haven't actually done that yet oh okay. I, I have a you sink. draw the line at mannequins that is yeah, you have a man i have a front yard mannequin and a backyard mannequin my neighbors for the most part do hate me <laughs> <laughs> well they, they are so curious and also not nice about all the things I'm doing here. Because as any garden professional knows, sometimes the cobbler's children have no shoes. Like there's, I've got some weeds that are also professional gardeners, you know, like <laughs> I'm behind. I, I have They've got their degree and everything already. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's always a, a downhill train ride that I just hope to hold on to. And, um, <laughs> the older I get, the more I love winter. And I'm like, Oh, don't come yet. Spring. I'm enjoying this. This is, this is okay with me. Well, then like, This was the winter for you last year. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it was okay with me. <laughs> well, I've got a neighbor who's got a mannequin on her front step and she doesn't like dress it like characters. She just like, it's a dude mannequin and she puts like a polo and cargo pants on it. And it's <laughs> just like a friend that's around. I don't it's, know, but it, I like, think it's like dad core mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> I should take a picture of it, but I drive past and sometimes cause like their house is kind of dark and the porch is covered. So it's kind of dark, but it's a, a like really white light painted mannequin and so it really catches your eye. And since it's in human figure form, like it, it catches. Like yeah. Spook. Yes. It, yeah. You, it, being it makes me spook my pants, Dan. Like I'm like, what? <laughs> I look over, I'm like what's going on? Um, but I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, I bet kiss my ass your lady would like. That. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like I just. I've always walked past gardens that had mannequins on it, and I just was always entranced by it. I just thought it was always really charming. 
Mm-hmm. And then I came into a few and the one in the backyard did serve a purpose for a while. There was uh, we moved into this house and there's an arborvitae hedge mm-hmm. and there was a uh, trellis in front of that and they had grown too close together. So when I pulled down the trellis because there was some nasty trumpet vine taking over, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. there was a perfect an eight foot rectangle of dead in the arborvitae hedge, hmm. which was a kick-ass arborvitae hedge. There was nothing wrong with that arborvitae hedge until I pulled that thing down. Okay. So what am I supposed to do? Like, put up another eight-foot trellis? I don't think so. Um, so I put the mannequin in front of it, and nobody noticed that triangle. Because everyone was staring at her nakedness. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, look, that lady's got a naked booby lady in her yard. <laughs> Here's the thing. No one can see it. I, I live where no one can see it. I mean, they, my neighbors, they work to see it, but I mean, overall, they can't complain about it because even though they know it's there, it's because they've worked really hard to, to, to be very, very nosy. That's funny. Well, so, but they can see the front yard mannequin. No, front yard mannequin, but that, that's always dressed very tastefully. And that's and part of the, the neighbor theme. complained about that on the next door app. Oh, next oh, door. Really? <laughs> that's the best place for crazy neighbors. Yes. Like I'm on the, I was on the next door app because I'm like, Hey, any neighbors want to come over, have some of my freaky beans and grab a beer. And this lady's like, she changes its outfits for the same. <laughs> I don't see that as a complaint. I see that as like, I'm very, I have some attention to detail. <laughs> the mannequins are actively managed. They're wearing vintage, for God's sake. Oh yeah, come on. This this was thought out. It's it's an installation. It's an art installation. I kind of want to go get some now. Some mannequins. Yeah. Dan, you're. Right. I was just at the mall today, actually. And the mall. That's the place to get them. <laughs> just walk out with Gotta them. Gotta go back and grab that, some that mannequins. dumpster at the mall. Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh there's a trend going on right now where they'll take like doll heads and cut them open and stick stuff growing yeah, out of them. Everyone, it's like every blogger has that thing that people send like. Yes. Uh, the garden, like the people who work in garden centers get that. I, I wet my plants thing. Like you get that like a hundred times a year, and then um, I get that doll head. Like a hundred times, like, hey, th- I saw this and I thought of you. I'm like, that's great. It's also, three hundred <laughs> other people did. Right, and yeah, so I'll get that sometimes too, where you know, ten people will send me the same video, and I wasn't really into it the first time. But that's just me thinking baby dolls are a little freaky, uh, personally. Oh, and I'm th- into it. I just eh, <laughs> that's just been done. It's just been done. I. Uh, I don't know. Everyone's like, this has a plant. That means you like it, right? Right. Oh, I'm so I'm so with you on that. And I'm like, sometimes, yes, I'm glad you thought of me, friend. You know, it's a thought that counts. Basically, I've been I've been putting up pictures of the baby doll planters for for like legit 10 years now. So, I mean, I'm not even goofing on you. I could find an article where I wrote about a baby doll planter from like. 12 years ago. So it's just like, uh-huh. Been there. All right. I invented that lady. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, and I don't mean to do that because I'm putting up someone else's picture of a baby doll. Like I, I would find them on Etsy or something and I would always mm-hmm. spotlight. A, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, whoever made that. But I'm like, okay, yes, I do like that. I liked it then. I like it now. I'm not very um, patient with that sort of thing because I'm always on to the next thing. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog posts online at, at verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at Verdant North, and you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. 
You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. The more likes, ratings, comments we receive, the more visible this podcast becomes. We don't pay for advertising and we don't have any networks backing us. We produce this on and distribute this all on our own. So sharing our show with your friends and family is the only way we get heard. If you like what you're listening to and you feel like contributing, you can donate to us at coffee.com slash verdantnorth. That's ko-fi.com slash verdantnorth. You can find Caroline Hallstrom on Twitter at, at Miss Zero Line. That's Miss So Line. You can find Dan Hudson on Twitter at Verdant Dan. You can find Amanda Thompson at KissMyAster.com. An extra special thanks to Brie Edisted and Dewey Vu for graphics and artwork. An extra big thanks to webmaster Corey Hartung for making sure we exist on the web. And as always, a thank you to Minneapolis band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes. Allow, follow, their, follow their hilarious video pro- blog project on YouTube and listen to them and our tribal band Prozac Rat on Bandcamp, YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and always remember, it's okay to kill plants.